Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi everybody, this is the Cricket Badger podcast. Each badger marks the track with its own scent. His black legs are short but very powerful for digging. The name badger probably comes from the French word bêche, meaning digger. And as the music fades away, hello everybody, welcome along, it's another edition of the Cricket Badger Podcast. I am James, as always, on the Cricket Badger Podcast, and I'm going to bring them on. And my guest today, it's a No Boundaries Cricket Club special, and there in the middle of the screen is Chris Marshall, who is the uh, the founder, do we call you the founder of No Boundaries Cricket Club? Uh, well, you've got all Norman Collier on me. You were fine when we were talking beforehand, but you've gone all, gone all weird on us now. I'll bring Jake in whilst you fiddle around with your uh, gadgetry. Jake Burton, who is uh, from Runs for Research. Uh, hello, Jake. Welcome to the podcast. Good evening, James. Thanks for having me on. I mean, Runs for Research, Alzheimer's, isn't it? Uh, tell us a little bit about the background to that. Yeah, so at the back end of, of 2020, uh, I unfortunately lost my grandfather, a uh, big cricket fan, big uh, club cricket player. Um, and then over that period, I kind of looked at, at kind of trying to find ways to, to kind of raise awareness. Um, at the end of his life, he did suffer with, with Alzheimer's. Um, so it kind of made, made sense to, to go down that route. Um, and then again, with my own love of cricket, my, my family's love of cricket, it was, a, okay, we'll come up with a, an initiative to, to kind of combine the two together. So Runs for Research um, was born um, initially as a, a very small uh, kind of fundraising project, I suppose, to, to call it that, um, with, with trying to get maybe, maybe 100 people um, to maybe raise £1,000. Um, and we're, we're into year three now, and we've, we've vastly exceeded those, those expectations. Well, my, um, my relationship with Alzheimer's, Chris kindly asked me to be an ambassador of No Boundaries Cricket Club. And um, one of the things in the conversation was name a charity, and my charity is Alzheimer's. Because um, like you, my family's been affected by Alzheimer's. Um, my grandma was the person that took me down to Kent when I was, I think I th- first went down when I was about seven or eight years old. Um, my mum's side of the family is from Kent. And 
um, I got taken down there with my grandma and it was for a week and it wasn't anything to do with cricket when we first went down, but I got down there. My great uncle Reg was a Kent member. His son, John was a Kent member and they used to go together. And on the Sunday after the Saturday, when we arrived, um, my uncle Reg wasn't feeling very well. John turned up to take him to the cricket um, and he didn't fancy going. And they looked at me and uh, as a young sort of seven or eight year old and said, is he going to be okay going to the cricket? Can he go? And I sat there completely um, motionless and uh, intrigued by cricket from the start. And then I think for the next 10 years, my grandma and I went down for a, a, an annual holiday in August to watch the cricket, the Canterbury Cricket Week. Um, and sadly, in her the last 10 years of her life were um, completely blighted by Alzheimer's. She disappeared into being a child, basically, um, and ended up uh, living with my um, auntie down in Cornwall and then in, in a rest home towards the end of it. But uh, it's a horrible, horrible illness, Jake, isn't it? You kind of just lose the person. Yes, yeah. I think it's, it's impacts so many people. And, and as you say, it's, you, you feel as if those people have, have kind of gone for your way before they actually they have done. Yeah. And obviously with, with the impact that we had, obviously with COVID playing a part as well in that particular year, um, it kind of felt like we, we didn't give him the send-off that he probably deserved. And therefore, kind of me coming up with this solution it slash initiative was was kind of a, a bit of a, a feedback off off the back of that, I suppose, as well. Last thing to you, um, Jake, before I bring Chris back in is uh, I spoke to somebody actually the other day. We were talking about um, dementia and Alzheimer's and what have you, and uh, they said that their mum had died. And I said, "Oh, I'm really sorry." Um, you know, and it was quite recent. And they said, "Yeah, but I'm I kind of got my head around it almost because they died as a as a human being probably eight years before or something like that." And it's like that, isn't it? A little bit because you you've lost the person you've kind of resigned yourself to the fact that they're already gone, despite the fact they're actually still breathing. And when they die, it's it's no surprise, really. But it's still sad, but it's no surprise. hundred percent. I, I will always will, will kind of agree, agree with that because, yeah, we, we lost him sometime before he, he passed away. Um, yeah. We have to remember the times before that, I suppose. Absolutely. And, yeah, like with my grandma, plenty of fantastic memories of her. There was a moment, actually, where I went down to the nursing home. We got told that she was on her way out, and, uh, and we were all kind of family had congregated at this nursing home to effectively say goodbye to her. Um, and for some reason, my mum and the rest of the family had gone to the back of the room, and I was, st- I was sat next to the bedside of my grandma, and she just looked up for a split second, and she was there um, literally with teddy bears around her and, you know, in a nappy. I mean, really undignified way to go. But she just looked at me for about probably – Half a second, she looked up, came back into the current, said James, and then just disappeared again. And my mum said, are you going to come back tomorrow to see her? And I said, no, that's that's enough for me. She's kind of seen me, recognise me, even if it was just for that split second. And then she's, um, yeah, that was, my, that was enough for me to say goodbye to her. Um, but yeah, that horrible, horrible illness. I mean, the No Boundaries Cricket um, Club is something which uh, Chris has set up. And as I say, I'm very happy to be an ambassador for, um, to try and basically use cricket as a means to do good things, involve people, do good stuff, raise money where possible. Um, and, and, yeah, and, and we had a, an episode about a month ago where we talked about scoring and how scoring um, isn't just a professional part of cricket, but you can sit there with your scorebook at a club or a, a, in, a, in the stands at a, a county game, and that's a way into cricket, um, wh- whoever you are. Um, but yeah, this, um, the cricket coffee cup 
Uh, Cricket Coffee Co, by the way, are uh, um, associated with the uh, Cricket Badger podcast as well as No Boundaries Cricket Club. And yeah, 10% off if you quote Badger. Go on Cricket Coffee Co um, and um, basically pick your, pick your coffee. Um, put Badger in the code and you get 10% off your order. Um, but they're associated with this as well, Jake. And we're getting them clubs together to play in this Cricket Coffee Cup. Yeah, I'm. Um, yeah, Chris. Chris asked me to play uh, kind of a, a couple of months ago, um, and again, as kind of an, a raise uh, a way of raising awareness for for obviously the, the work that Chris is doing for for my own cause, but also just to to be able to to, to kind of play with some like minded people, I suppose. So yeah, that's taking place at the end of May um, up in up in Yorkshire. So again, for for myself, it's nice to kind of visit a different part of the world and and play some cricket as well. Twenty ninth of May, that isn't it? I think correct. Yeah, so that's getting people together and we're going to try and raise some money for Alzheimer's as well along the way, which is obviously charity dear to both of our hearts as well now. You are listening to the Cricket Badger Podcast. Badgers are furry creatures. 85% of women badgers think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badgers think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. Um, Chris has um, basically just messaged me to say he's got no sounds and he's obviously got no microphone either. So he's completely uh, a sleeping partner in this podcast as things stand. Um, I mean, what are your hopes um, for uh, runs for research then? How, where, what is, you obviously explained why you set it up to start with, but where is it taking you? Where is it? Where's, where ideally are you going to be going with that? Well, I think, as I say, year, year one, the, the goal was, was always a thousand, a thousand pounds and a hundred people, a hundred people involved, which, we we smashed through that in year one. We raised just short of, of six thousand um, pound with with more than two hundred and fifty people um, involved. Um, again, after year one, you think you're blown away by the support. Year two, uh, we had five hundred and thirty three um, club cricketers involved. Wow. Um, raised just over eleven thousand pound. So again, we've we've kind of doubled from year one to year two. Um, I genuinely don't know where the the kind of the the ceiling is on this. Um, to me, it's such a simple concept that, in theory, it's it's endless. Um, I think people have asked me what what the target is. I think tongue in cheek, I'd like to say twenty thousand. Um, I think that is achievable, um, but I think it's 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 hard work. Um, but the the kind of the, the positive outlook of that is we're sitting here in in March. Uh, we're still six. Four to six weeks from the start of the season, and we've we've got four hundred and fifty signups already. Um, so we're still we're still a, a little way ahead. Um, but seasons as the season kicks off, people, more and more people do get involved um, as they start to see see bat stickers from from opposing players and their own teammates. Um, so I'm expecting that that we will we will pass the the signup number from last year. Whether the 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 fundraising effort gets to to kind of my own target, I don't know. 
Um, but I'm, I'm grateful as to whatever, whatever we can raise. Um, but I think the big thing that, that it has done is it's kind of opened doors to, to speak to like-minded people um, across the board, whether it be people like yourself and Chris, um, and, ju- and just generally show how good the cricket community is, really, whether, especially on social media. So how, how are you raising money then? I mean, it's all very well saying get clubs involved, do all this and the other. How does the money get raised? So club cricketers uh, sign up individually um, as, the, as their own player. Um, and at the start of the season, um, they, they're effectively committing to, to making a donation to, to the charity at the end of the year via a Just Giving page. Um, the donation is worked out based on their performances. So it's 5p per run um, and 50p per wicket. So hopefully by the end of the season, the the, the, the gun players, the, the the players that score thousands of runs and taking dozens and dozens of wickets end up with a, with a large donation. But you, you, your man in the street club cricketer that, that maybe scores a couple of hundred runs, takes a few wickets, gets a donation that, that's probably more reasonable. Um, we never wanted it to be something that, that people felt they were uh, committing to something they couldn't afford. Um, but by the quantities of players involved, that's uh, kind of allowed it to, to accumulate to the level it has, I suppose. And how are we going to raise money on the 29th of May then? How are we going to get people involved in that to raise money for the Cricket Coffee Cup? I suppose it's, it's just a case of spreading the awareness on the day, um, showing that, that people are, um, that, that, that this is something that they can use to do to support um, ARUK during the season as, as well as on the day, I suppose. Um, I think the, the, the intricacies of the, the fundraising efforts specifically on the day, that, that would be Chris's area more than mine. Um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to, to kind of meeting some people. Hopefully some of the people that they'll be playing on both sides may even be signed up as well. So, Well, if Chris ever comes back onto this podcast, we'll find out what his uh, his hopes and fears are for this. Though. Um, but the, the money you raise goes to, goes to which charity? And have you uh, been told how that's been used? Are they happy that it's been raised? I, I would imagine so. Yeah, very, very much so. It specifically goes to Alzheimer's Research UK. Um, we we do that for a just giving page, um, which allows kind of me to to withdraw myself from responsibility of holding any money, which in in these sort of things is is always crucial. Um, but again, I think we've we've had uh, I've been working alongside AR UK since the very very start um, with 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 the team there, um, and they've that that they can't speak highly enough of, of the work that we're doing and, and the impact it's going to have uh, to the wider cause, I suppose. Well, fantastic work, Jake. Really is um, brilliant stuff. And uh, I think Chris is back and I think Chris can hear me now. Um, we'll find out if he can actually speak in a second. Um, but Chris, um, No Boundaries Cricket Club, we've been talking to Jake there about um, the Alzheimer's side of things, raising the money, um, runs for research and the aims and uh, hopes for runs for research. But obviously the Cricket Coffee Cup on the 29th of May is our way of kind of getting involved in this, isn't it? It is. Hopefully, um, you know, I'm back now and, and you can hear me. I, I'm not quite sure how much you went into it, but, but one thing I've noticed or been aware of since we started doing the No Boundaries thing is just how many people are combining a passion for cricket uh, with a very strong desire to, to do good for a specific cause. And you know, with the history of what's going on or the background of what's going on in cricket at the moment, that, that's quite refreshing and, and rewarding um, and needs to be encouraged. Now, the, the Cricket Coffee Company uh, came out with an initiative a while back and asked if they would be interested in having a, a branded um, you know, coffee uh, you know, they're, they're with 18%, up to 18% of the, uh, the proceeds going towards charities. Uh, so we, we signed up for that, as of many others, you know, some charity clubs, other just regular clubs. 
Yeah, so it's been a, a great initiative, and it's also brought quite a few of us together. And so a couple of their clubs are now uh, affiliated clubs with ourselves. So we came up with this sort of little play on words that maybe we should try and get a, an annual Cricket Coffee Cup game going. Uh, and a longer term sort of vision is that maybe it could even be a, a weekend festival of cricket with all of their affiliated clubs, you know, playing, uh, promoting their own particular coffee, have a bit of a, a coffee session and, and stuff like that. But but for the first year, we're going to play them and, and we've invited any other, other um, players from other clubs that they, they work with to play with us. Rather like the Barbarians, you know, we'll, we'll happily be a mixed team. Now, because it's up in your neck of the woods, and because you're an ambassador, James, and, and, and your history and, and passion for, for helping Alzheimer's society, we wanted to make it related to the Alzheimer's. Um, I'd come across Jake um, on Twitter, as I, I think 90% of my life seems to be evolved around meeting people on Twitter. Um, and I'd, I'd, you know, we'd, we'd started talking, and I'd said that I would wear one of their bands this year um, to. to uh, runs for research bands. I don't know if you, you touched on that earlier, but I see you've got some on. Just just to help keep awareness, because a lot of it is just getting people talking, getting people asking a question. Um, and Jake said that would be great. And then Jake said he'd like to play in the game. Um, yeah, so that, that's great. He's, he's even gone out and he has not wearing it today, but he's gone out and bought the, the kit. Um, so he's a, a fully signed up disciple. And hopefully he'll play more for us and, and you know, I'll play for other games for, for other teams as well. So on the day, we're just going to try and, and have some fun, make people aware of, of Alzheimer's. As with a lot of things, not be afraid to talk about it. Yeah, we, ha we, we have it in our family. Um, yeah, my father-in-law died from, from Alzheimer's 15 years ago. My, my mother-in-law's got vascular dementia. My mum's got early onset Alzheimer's. I don't think we should be too surprised by it because, you know, they're all living a bit longer and, and, and you know, we probably had it in the past, but it wasn't diagnosed and it wasn't talked about and we didn't quite know what to do with it. And, and I don't know what your view is, Jake, but more and more, yeah, I think it's, if we can find ways of helping people stay in the home uh, rather than care homes, um, and that will require an education and support and all that. Oh, he's gone again. He's gone again. We we had him for a little bit, but he's gone again. Um, we were yeah, I mean, just getting onto that education stuff, Jake. It's um, my my grandma. I think people first noticed with her. Um, she left uh, a she put a saucepan on the stove, um, and then went off to do something else, and basically nearly burnt the house down. And and you know, kind of forgetting stuff becomes dangerous, doesn't it? Keeping people inside their own home is not the easiest thing in the world. Yeah, very, very much so. And I think it's it's quite ironic as it's a story that, that I always remember, which is one one day my, my dad, um yeah, my, my, my granddad's son went to uh, uh went to see him um and he was stood at the end of the road and he was wearing um bowling whites. He was a, a, a when he when he retired from cricket he was a he was a bowler. Um and he was wearing his bowling whites and when dad asked him what he was doing, he said, I'm going to play cricket. Um I'm good I, I know I can't field. Um, I'm not going to bowl, but I'm going to bat number 11, but they want me to play. And obviously at that stage, he was still living in his own home and it was very much uh, something's not quite right here. Various other instances, but but that's one that that it shouldn't, but it will always make me laugh and smile at least mm. because it's uh, it's it's cricket related and, and ultimately probably was a was a factor in, in diagnosis to a certain extent. Yeah. Chris, are you back with us? I'm back, yeah, I'm back. I don't know if it's my end or your end. I keep having this lovely lady singing a song to me, so I know that I can hear things, but then I can't hear your dulcet tones. 
Unfortunately, there's no lovely lady in my flat. <laughs> the, um, I mean, we're talking about there about you started to talk about keeping people inside their own homes and stuff, and how we can actually maybe move Alzheimer's, uh, you know, actually look after the people, and then yeah, you know, and it's not the easiest thing in the world. But I'm kind of relaying a story about my grandma. Um, nearly burning the place down by keeping a, uh, a pan on the stove too long because she'd forgotten it was there yeah. and stuff like that. Keeping people at home is not easy. It's not, but I, I think with one of my old sort of you know, work-related hats on it, with the technology and options that are around now, you know, it, it is easier and more practical. Um, yeah, we, we have a number of ring doorbells in, in service around various families as well, so we can see when the carers are coming in and out. We can actually... Um, you know, see if, if if anybody goes goes wandering you know, at, at night. Um, you've got to be careful with webcams that they're not 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 intrusive, intruding on people. But you can put them in unobtrusive areas. Uh, you know, and my parents, uh, we've got a little signal in terms of you know if, if a, a, a curtain's being opened in the morning, I know they're up. Um, you know, if it isn't, so so the, the stuff like that. You know, the the, the WhatsApp groups, the the Zooms, the the the, the, the ways of keeping in touch. And I also think that there's more we scope to try and be creative in terms of matching up people that are young and, and entering the caring profession and want homes with the spare facilities and, and you know, bedrooms and things that are in some of these older people's houses. So I think, I think we can be creative. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure that we should, we're here to solve all, all society's problems and all the political issues that go around that. But you know, once we start getting people talking about community meals, cricket clubs, you see, I think could be a great part in that. Uh, they can be, they can offer community services. They can offer community meals. They can they can have outreach. Yeah, the players can just get together and adopt adopt a granny, adopt an uncle, adopt a granddad. You know, just just to keep an eye on them. Yeah, I heard you saying, Jake, about you know your your, your granddad being you know passionate about about cricket. Well, yeah, just just having days where where we, you bring some of these guys, these these guys and girls along to to watch. You know, and that that you know, we talk about cricket needing to be more community based. Well, that's an absolutely prime way of doing it. Linking to what we're doing, you know, have a coffee, come in and have a coffee. Yeah, have a coffee morning for people. Yeah, have a community meal once a month. Right, you know, just just engage with with everybody because we all saw during during lockdown and, and various other things. These and we we see them in in, in you know all the, the cops and robbers type programs. You know, the older, older generation just left alone on their own, you know, sort of like put to one side, like, like an old an old pair of cricket shoes that you're never going to wear again. But there's life in them. Yeah? And, 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 somebody, you know, and, and I just feel that it's a great opportunity for cricket to actually get more involved in community and in society and, and help. And I know I get to go on about it, but I'm passionate about this. Jacob and I sent the Badger a message and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle. If you would like to get in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast, then tweet at cricket underscore badger. I think, Chris, as well, The I mean, I've, I've seen, there's been a, some lovely viral videos, or videos that have gone viral on social media of people with dementia. You get taken to a football match or taken to a sporting event and you can see they're not quite totally sure where they are but they know that they can recognize a song that's being sung they can they can feel the vibe of, of of being in the crowd because what one of the things that my experience of alzheimer's is that it people um can't remember what happened yesterday but they can remember what happened when they were 20 yeah. or, or eight or something like that and sport is such a constant through people's lives 
they can pick up on on being in a good place, Jake, can't they? And and, yeah. and sport matters, doesn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. I think it's 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 exactly as 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 you said there. I think you you take people to to a familiar setting, and and even even talking to to Grandad, even in the in the latter years, he can still recall cricket matches from from decades and decades and decades ago. Whether that be his own, whether that be my dad's, whether that be mine, but he won't remember that he won't remember who you are sometimes. Yeah, um, which is is why it's a it's a mind boggling condition, I suppose. It's heartbreaking as well, isn't it? When you have got somebody you really love, like your granddad, my grandma. And they don't recognise you, and they don't know who you are. That is, it is. I mean, that's why that little moment where my grandma just looked at me and said, "James," meant so much to me because she kind of snapped out of it just for a, a second. But generally speaking, they've got no idea what's going on, have they? And it's just, it's just horrible. Yeah, I push it upon anybody. Uh, well, I mean, we're not experts, are, we? and we, we can't generalise. Um, but you know, a phrase I quite often use in trying to, to explain things to my father is that. It's just like every now and again, just it gets switched off. My mum just seems to get switched off. Mm. Yeah? And there's no point saying anything at that point, right? Because there's just nothing there. But then in her own world, she'll get switched on again. And you know, you're right. She might start talking about, you know, coherently about what she did years ago, right? You know, places they know and people that they go to. But she can't remember what she's had for lunch. But it's like living in a foggy world with a shaft of, of, of brilliant sunshine every now and again. We take that shaft of sunshine for granted, but actually it's really special. Yeah, it's really quite yeah. special you know, that when those happen. And I, I would just dread missing those because they happened in the nursing home when I wasn't there. And that's a personal opinion and a personal view. You know, and everybody's situation is different. And I, I don't want to come over preaching. You know, I'm not, not, not into that. But I think if we can just increase awareness and increase people's ability to think about how they can maybe address this, um, and raise some funds and have a bit of fun. And as I said, you know, what we're doing with No Boundaries is we're just trying to, we're not trying to solve the world's problems, world's problems. we're just trying to enable people to, to, to play a little part because if lots of people play a little part, tomorrow will be better than today. And if, if every day is better than the day before, we'll, you know, despite all the other stuff that's happening, yeah, we, we might just yeah, build something. I've got the No Boundaries Cricket Club website um, open um, here on my phone. And uh, well, firstly, there's two T's in Butler, Chris. When you write my name, there's two T's in Butler. Remember that, please. Uh, but the uh, the other thing is that the uh, the venue for this match on the 29th of May is the Spen Victoria Cricket Bowls and Athletic Club. Is that that still the case? That's correct. Yeah. And if if anybody wants to get involved on the day. Um, whether that's making a donation, wants to get involved with No Boundaries Cricket Club, wants to get involved with Runs for Research, wants to actually uh, make a donation, wants to come along and actually play a part on the day. How do people um, how, how do people do that? Well, I, I think the, the, the logical way is, is either direct, well, you know, most people watching this will be on Twitter, so they can reach out to Jake or myself or Twitter or, 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 or use Ben. Um, I won't drag you into it, because I know you're, you're a little bit busier than most of us at the moment. Um yeah, I'll just ask me. Yeah, I mean, if people want to play, we'll accommodate them. I mean, we'll, we'll be very relaxed about these games. If we've got 14 people that want to play, we'll find a way for 14 people to play. Um, yeah, if a game finishes in 10 overs, we'll we'll play the the other 30. Um, yeah, we're not we're not we're not yeah we're all they're all friendly games and they're all about trying to give people a mixed ability um, or confidence. Yeah, because there's some very good cricketers out there who've lost their confidence because they haven't played for years. Just trying to get them to, to pick up a bat and ball because from a no boundaries perspective, we want people to just pick up a bat and ball and go out on the field and have some fun. 
right? And then we then they can look around and see where they go with that journey after that. Similarly, if somebody wants to score, somebody wants to come and video it, somebody wants to come and write about it, somebody wants to come and photograph it, any umpires, yeah, they, they, it's a great opportunity. It's a great opportunity for people that are looking to get involved in cricket to come and trial it in a very safe, friendly, you know, and hopefully fun environment. And so the best way, I think, is just contact myself directly or you know, anything to do with runs for research, obviously, Jake. I um I think from the Cricket Badger podcast point of view, there's definitely a podcast in this. Well, it can be a, an out, an outside broadcast from the Cricket Badger podcast to come along and cover the day and talk to a few people involved in that. As far as runs for research is concerned, I mean Chris has basically said um, get in touch with both of you guys. But the if people want to get involved in runs for research, how do they do that, Jake? So yeah, as, as Chris says, contacting us on on social media always works. Um, but but we've got a website um, www.runsforresearch.org.uk. Um, all the information about the cause um, and how to get involved, including the all-important sign-up link, um, is on there. So for any player sign uh, that wants to sign up, um, we also have a, a bat sticker available for, for any player that does get involved um, to help show their support kind of on the field. Um, but again, yeah, any questions anybody's got, yeah, just, just drop us a message, socials, um, across the board, really. And uh, oh, thanks for Cricket Coffee Co as well for their uh, involvement in this too. Yeah, the Cricket yeah. Coffee Cup on the 29th of May. Um, so that, I mean, I like that, the Cricket Coffee C- Coffee Cup. But I'll be the Cricket Coffee Mug because I'm not fit to play cricket at the moment. Um, but but the, uh, I'll come along and umpire, Chris. No, you're, you're welcome to. I mean, like, what, what we've done is we're trying to, yeah, we're trying to get a club coach, club umpires, uh, club DJ, um, yeah, just, just people that... that Cricket is, is, is still stuck upon a Saturday afternoon, white guys, middle-class guys, middle-aged guys, play cricket, 10 pints, go home. Right? It's still stuck in that world for so many people. Um, but now, you know, you know, if you're interested in numbers, you can, you know, the statistician side of it, there's some superb work being done out there. That, 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 and it opens up the game. You know, it make, makes you realise that you know, we spoke to a couple of scorers, didn't we, a, couple of weeks, a month or so ago, yeah. um, you know, that are yeah. coming and getting involved in it. And you can... You can now sit in front of the TV and score a whole game, yeah, without feeling pressured or, or you know, under, you know, just getting disturbed or whatever. So it's just cricket is so much broader than people know or, or give it credit for. Yeah. So yeah, come and umpire. As I said, come and interview people, James. Just come and come and talk to people. Yeah, yeah. As and soon as that goes thing. anywhere near your pads, Marshall, you're out. You're on your way. So. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not looking forward to my, my season's average for no boundaries. I think I've got a, a target on my back. But um, I just I just think that, you know, come along. You know, it would be great to do a podcast. We talked about it. You know, we could do some little video clips. Um, just talk to people. Because what I want is I don't want me and you, James, talking about what we do. I want Jake talking about what he does. I want the players talking about what they do. I want people that have come along and watched talking about what they do. Because people pretty much know what you and I think about things, James, whether it's Yorkshire, whether it's racism, whether it's you know, where cricket should be going. You know, we, we've talked about that till the cows come home. But there's a lot of people out there that I think can just actually start to express an opinion and, and make some changes. You know, and then they go back on a, they go back to school or work on a Tuesday and go, do you know what? I actually went to some cricket on Monday and it was fun. Mm. Yeah, and, and, and the people there were nice. Yeah, and, and they included me. Right, and you know, it, it just felt comfortable. Well, we've won. If we get one person saying that on the thirtieth, we've won. Absolutely, absolutely, indeed. And uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Then That's, you said thirty, twenty ninth, isn't it? Twenty ninth of May. 
Yeah, I, just, I, was, I was making the point if somebody the following day goes and talks oh, yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, my mind's very, very simple, Chris. I can only think of one date at the same time. Uh, the, um, so 29th of May, the Cricket Coffee Cup, raising money for uh, Alzheimer's, runs for research, Jake's uh, charity there. Chris is uh, heavily involved with the uh, No Boundaries Cricket Club, of which I'm an ambassador, all tying cricket together to try and do some good for the game and good for a very, very good cause indeed, which means a lot to all three of us. Um, to finish with, let's go away from uh, go away from that and let's talk about uh, that test match. Um, New Zealand, last ball, drama. I mean, people talk to me about our oh, test match cricket is dead. Um, it's all about um, T20 these days. But Jake, I mean, I'm sure if you didn't see the match, you've seen the scorecard. I mean, that is such a great advert for Test cricket. Kane Williamson diving across the, uh, the across the crease on the final ball to win by uh, win on the final ball against Sri Lanka. Both teams deserve a lot of credit, and Test cricket is alive and kicking. Hundred percent. I think you 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 talk Test cricket, and and the man in the street says, well, it lasts five days, and and at the end of the day, it might not it might not have a result, but for it to be decided on the very last ball of that fifth day. Um, it, it's just it's just remarkable. Um, I think yeah, a, a great advert for Test cricket. I think even somebody and and as much as Williamson will get all the plaudits, I think Neil Wagner's contribution as well, mm. being injured um, and then having to come out there and and do that um, for, for his country um, is is really is a remarkable advert for for Test cricket. Ultimately, it's pretty special, Chris, wasn't it? It was, and I think special because. With test cricket, you never quite know what you're going to get. With, with the white ball cricket, for all the good stuff, it can, in my mind, it has morphed into just another one of the same. And, and it's fine. It's absolutely superb for that. You know, it's like you know, a, a, a nice bottle of wine compared to a really good quality bottle of wine. But with test cricket, you don't quite know whether you're going to get Stokes Heroics yeah, or you know, a, a three-day whitewash, or a last-minute, a last-ball victory, but you can see it building. Yeah, you know, every session is a game within a game, right? And and you can start seeing the chess pieces, and you can start doing the what ifs, and you've got the time to do that. You know, and and I'm not, I'm a big fan of the white ball game, but the white ball game, you just have to sit there and absorb what's thrown at you because it all goes so quickly. Yeah. Uh, but with the test matches, yeah. you can actually sit and you can see how it's going to evolve. And you can go, well, what if this? What is the other? And even then, you'd never have, you know, you, you know who would have thought that it would have been a bye? Right? The last ball, who would have thought that Kane Williams had 121 runs? Uh, and let's not forget on no boundaries, you've got, you've got a chance to win and Kane Williams signs bats, which Jake has, 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 has bought a, a, a team for. Um, who would have thought he just wouldn't get bat on the ball? Uh, a guy with a bulging disc and the torn hamstring, yeah, which is you and I combined, James, you know, could, could run 22 yards. <laughs> Quickly. Exactly. The, only thing, the only thing from a Yorkshire point of view is he was supposed to be coming to Long to play for Yorkshire in the summer and that, that maybe is uh, called into question a little bit, isn't it, with his injuries that he's, he's suffering at the moment. Yeah. But yeah, phenomenal advert for uh, for Test Match Cricket and long may it uh, live on. Just wish the crowds would come. They need to just get some way of taking the the global money in the game and actually spreading it around the world a little bit to support Test cricket in um, in other areas because uh, it's a fantastic, fantastic sport. As you said, the way it kind of ebbs and flows, the way you can turn up to one match and it can be a, a 500 place, 500 draw, and then the next match could be like we've seen today with New Zealand. 
Um, and yeah, and it's uh, it, we've just had the Oscars last night, wasn't it? Uh, I've always said Test cricket is and, and Red Bull cricket is a feature film. You know, your T Twenty is like a TV advert. You can get some very funny ones, you can get some rubbish ones, um, and but they are throw away and they disappear, and you forget them very quickly unless somebody hits six sixes in an over or something that's really memorable. A T Twenty disappears into your memory banks very, very quickly indeed. A very, very good Test cricket match is like a feature film. You've got the narrative going through five days. It's like The Godfather or Shawshank Redemption or a classic feature film where it, you know, you get your peaks and troughs, you get the exciting bits, you get the um, the, the slightly duller bits or the more chess-like bits, and then it gradually builds to a crescendo like it did today in the um, Sri Lanka-New Zealand game, and uh, you get a result on day five. It's just something very, very special about Red Bull cricket for and me. I f- and I think it's the it's the different approaches that, that the different countries are, are going to take. Obviously, England with, with, with Basball, all-out attack, good vibes only. The only things that they do are, are positive. Um, but then you've still got yeah New Zealand who are going to play their their style of, of Test cricket, and we obviously saw in the, the England series that that's that's the way they they chose to do it. But ultimately, that 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 fifth test in that second test in Wellington, all five days were different, but all equally enthralling. Um, and ultimately, we could yeah, not have that the result would have gone in that direction either. I, I just got just three 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 quickies here. I, th- I think the thing, Jake, there that you struck there is that. Countries are going to play to their strengths. See, all of a sudden, since we're playing basketball, we've got a, a depth of, of talent and, and stuff available. But let's not forget that for, for six years, we struggled to find test openers. Yeah. Yeah, so, so, you know, we've kind of, there's, there's an inevitability that, that we have to play that way because that's where our strengths are. Uh, I like your film analogy, James, but I think as a minimum, they should always be a trilogy. Uh, yes. I, 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 I can't. I don't think that they should ever be an even number, uh, and they certainly shouldn't be one. Um, but I, I think, as a minimum, tests need to be three because otherwise, you're not really learning about Test cricket. And, and, and you know, when you go on tour, getting your squad through the, the three games. So I, th- I think that that's important. And I suppose I'm increasingly less concerned about the view, the, 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 the numbers in the stadium now because. The discussion and, and stuff is so virulent on on Twitter and social media and with YouTube clips and everything else, and, and I think that that's something we did that did sort of maybe come out as a slight positive from, from COVID and the lockdown mm. was that you know there is a distinct lack of atmosphere in the game when there are there aren't big crowds, but the games can go on and they can actually entertain and enthrall and engage people around the world now because of. Um, you know, the social media um, and the clips and, and you know, people sharing stuff and everything else and at every level I mean uh, we've also, I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume you have Jake I know James will have done but the clip that's going around today about the, the guy running after the tennis ball and then the spin taking it one way and then finally getting down throwing that you could not I mean you could not have rehearsed that you could not have predicted that there was, there was nothing that so right up to the last minute Another last-minute classic. There was nothing that would have given an indication that he was going to hit his own foot. No. Yeah? And I, my, my, my timeline at some one point on Twitter today had those two images of him doing that and Kane Williamson diving in yeah, on the same screen at the same time. And I thought, well, if you just want to summarise the breadth of cricket, yeah, that, that, that was it. It was uh, just a great day all round at every level. You mentioned the, um, the, the my film analogy and the fact that it should be at least three tests. 
equally, you know, the narrative of a test match, the narrative of a series changes, different personnel, people finding, you know, people starting in bad form and then finding form and vice versa. Yeah, a series can be as dramatic in terms of narrative as well. We've seen plenty of classic series down the years too. And I totally agree. I think three match series minimum. In fact, I, I would personally play three match series for every single series, including the Ashes. I'd, you know, forget everything else. Three match series, bang, bang, bang. That's your series. Let's move on. There's too much cricket at the moment in the world. Three match series, I think, actually stops the the five match series or the sometimes the six match series dragging on forever. And actually, you know, just get it, make everything a three match series, and actually treat every test um, playing nation with the respect of a three match series as well. Whether it's Ireland, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, India, Australia, whoever. You know, three match series for me is uh, what what should be happening all the way I, through. I think you can. I think you can then actually start to have a, a fair world tre- test cricket tournament thing. Mm. I mean, you can't if some games are played with a pink ball and some are played with a red ball. You can't if some test series are played one offs or twos or fives. And I would also like to bring back what they used to have is that the touring team go and play some of the counties as warm ups. If you want to get the game out uh, into the, the you know the, the around the countries. Yeah, then you know people turning up, you know, to watch the Australian team at, at Cheltenham uh, or at Worcester uh, or at Leicester, yeah, and it would it would just put money into you know broader money into the into the the, the, the game as well. You know, if instead of having like the five tests, if they had three tests and four proper warm up games, north, south, east, west, and, and and that would bring people into there and they would see them. And I, I just I just I think that we're too. Oh, I'm going off on one now. We're too quick to discard the past as being the past, and there are some good things that can be taken from the past and modified and used today to address some of today's issues. But we just seem to be what steaming ahead. You know, we've we've left that behind. Move on. We've left that behind. And the amount of times people say to me, "Oh, well, that's the way it is now. You know, accept it." Why? Mm. Why, why do I have to accept something that patently isn't better yeah. <laughs> or isn't working? Totally agree. Totally agree. Anyway, 29th of May, the Cricket Coffee Cup. It's cricketcoffeeco.com is the website to go and buy your coffee. Quote Badger, you get yourself 10% off as well. I mean, it's a win-win. Um, so uh, support Cricket Coffee Co. Um, thank you to manscaped.com as well for their support of the Cricket Badger podcast. If you quote Badger on there, you get 20% off and free shipping. You, I mean, just watching the Cricket Badger podcast, it pays for life. Um, and uh, Jake and Chris, thank you very much indeed. And the cat for being the uh, our guests um, on the Cricket Badger podcast uh, today. Did Badgers get on with cats, Chris? Generally speaking, do badges get on with cats? You've got your cat on your knee there, like um, um, Goldfinger or whatever his name was. Oh, he's gone. We've lost Chris. Finally, we've lost him. It doesn't matter now because we're saying goodbye. Chris, thank you. Jake, thank you. Um, I will hopefully see you on the 29th of May, Jake. And um, enjoy Cheltenham tomorrow because I know you're off to Cheltenham tomorrow. Hopefully, your bets land. And uh, we will um, see you again on the Cricket Badger podcast very soon indeed. Podcast Network.